What's going on? You're listening to Pick 6. Nolan Kang is Jeff Wool and David Crosby, our lovely, lovely producer. Speaking of love, today is Valentine's Day. We're going to have a really fun show and get into uh, some kind of deep dive conversations about the free agent class. But something I wanted to touch on first is Philip Rivers. No longer with the Los Angeles Chargers. You know, pretty much began his career there. Drafted by the New York Giants. He was part of the Eli Manning trade. He's been there forever. Has every quarterback record. It's kind of a bizarre way, but you have to figure if there's one franchise that's going to treat someone like this, it's the Chargers, where he's done everything except get to that Super Bowl, and it's just like, now nah, we're done with you. Yeah, it's funny. The owner sounded like, you know, he wanted, he said he wanted the split to be, you know, uh, uh, go well or be, a, you know, kind of mutual. It doesn't seem like it's that way. Uh, I just want to say, can you imagine, what does he have, nine kids, ten kids? Can you imagine moving across the country with ten kids and all of their belongings? Like, my fiancé and I packed up our stuff to come to Toronto, and it was terrible. Like, it was the worst move. Imagine moving 12 people's stuff at one time. It's a good thing he made a lot of money so he could pay someone else to do it, I guess. You're right, going from San Diego all the way to, I believe he's in Florida living there now, and that's what you know. a lot of conspiracy theorists are believing that, oh, he's in Tampa, he's going to Tampa, but... We don't know where he's going to end up. There's a lot of rumors whether he goes to, say, Vegas, whether it's going to be Indianapolis Colts. We're going to talk about all the quarterbacks, though, for a different episode because there is so many free agent quarterbacks. Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Bridgewater, uh, you know, Jameis Winston, Mariota. The list goes on and on and on. Your boy Taysom Hill. Don't forget Hill. Okay. Womp, womp, womp. So, all right, you mentioned it. Let's get into the Taysom Hill situation. This, to me, makes no sense. And I was listening uh, to the Around the NFL podcast, and whoever it was, I, I didn't know you know, who was talking, seems to think he's the greatest thing since sli- like sliced bread. It makes no sense because, you know, I think it was um, Michael Fabiano is basically just like, you know, I, I don't understand what Sean Payton's got to be playing mind games with other teams saying, oh, yeah, yeah, we think he's this, we think he's that. They're going to try and get a first-round tender for him and get someone to trade. There's no way he's the starting quarterback going forward. They would have played him instead of Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, that, that's a good point. And, you know, he has only thrown 13 passes yeah. in his career. But I think it's unfair for us to say he can't throw because we haven't seen him throw, frankly. I mean, you know, you're probably right. Sean Payton's a smart guy. He, he's a brilliant offensive mind. If Hill was a better quarterback than Bridgewater, you're right. He probably would have played him. But Bridgewater is in the top half or at least the top 20 quarterbacks in the league. So I don't think just because Taysom Hill isn't as good of a starter starter is Bridgewater doesn't mean he couldn't be a starter for one of those bottom 10 teams thing is Taysom Hill has never in his life been a good thrower of the football in college BYU days he was a runner which is what he is in the NFL and what pissed me off the most is NFL's Twitter decides to go top player I think it was all of Taysom Hill's completions of his career and I'm like okay how many is this gonna be or maybe it was just the past year it was embarrassing because you know what it was? Three passes to the best receiver in football, a tight end screen, and then I believe there was one good throw he had, uh, which was against the Vikings in the playoffs, where 
Xavier Rhodes got completely burned, and he was one of the worst corners in football this season. Including the regular season and playoffs, Hill is 7 of 15 for 169 yards and an interception. Uh, He's bad! That's what I don't get. Like, it's not like, oh, he's thrown, you know, 15 passes and completed 13 of them. Mohamed Sanu has more completions. He's a receiver. Mohamed Sanu has four touchdowns. Taysom Hill has zero. So if you're an NFL coach or GM and go, I could understand, and Crosby, you wanted to mention this too. You think maybe he could be a bridge guy. If you want to build your offense sort of how the Ravens have built the Lamar Jackson offense and say, you know what? We're going to run it 40 times a game down you know, the team's throat, and we'll throw it 15 times. I could see that for a team that has an injured quarterback, something along the lines of that. Or say, I'm trying to think of who's got a really good uh, running team. Um, it's Tennessee? Even, yeah, but, but still, I don't even know if i do that because Ryan Tannehill... You know, he's going to want money. He's a free agent, too. That's another quarterback we'll talk about, ne- you know, in next week. Let's say, for example, the, the Jaguars. Let's say Nick Foles isn't working out. Minshew gets injured. You've got Leonard Fournette. You've got an okay offensive line. Say, hey, let's go read option the whole entire time and then get, you know, he'll throw it a few times. I could maybe see something like that. I just think it's a mistake. And if you gave up a first round for him, you're an idiot. You shouldn't be running an NFL team. I totally agree. A first round pick's way too much, especially because of his age. And sorry, Jeff, I, I don't. we've seemed to cut you out of this. We're both on such far ends of the Taysom Hill spectrum here that I can't wait to see where you actually land. But, you know, I do think that... I like how he'll approach this. Listen, he's getting up there in age. He's like, what, 30 years old. He hasn't made very much money in his career. This is might be his one chance to get, you know, a starter's a look at a starter's job for a few games. I, I do respect the fact that he kind of put himself out there and said, like, I'm ready. I want a chance. I don't want to be a gadget player. So, so Jeff... It seems like the Cowboys are going to have their quarterback, whether it's a franchise tag or a long deal. Vikings have their quarterback. The Bears, they got to figure out the situation. If you're running the Bears right now, it's Mitchell Trubisky or Taysom Hill. Who do you take? Trubisky. I still think so, too. I'm sorry. I mean, he's even a better runner than Taysom Hill. I don't know if he's he's a better runner. Oh, really? Okay. He's so much faster. No, I'd, I'd, I'd go Hill. I'd go Taysom Hill, but I think... You're crazy. I think they're close. I think they're oh, close. No. Let's call it a draw. <laughs> okay, they're okay. Well, we'll call it a draw. I, I, I think Trubisky is, even though he makes mistakes, is still smarter. He's still played several, how many more snaps? 400 more snaps than Taysom Hill. You for sure know what you're getting with Trubisky. Yeah. You for sure know what you're getting. It, Tell Hill, yeah. you don't, he, could, he could be worse. I don't really. I don't. I don't know that he even like throws. Like okay, even when you just look at it, does he throw like the nicest pass? No. Not saying that Trubisky does either, but Trubisky makes some completely inaccurate throws. But at least you can see he knows how to throw the ball. I, I like to, to a degree. To a degree. So uh, here's what I'm thinking: If Hill doesn't actually get a chance to be that number one guy, like a bridge guy, like I suggested he could be. If I'm Taysom Hill, Chicago is 
exactly the kind of team that I want to go to. They don't have much faith in their quarterback right now. You still might get 10 or 15 snaps a game, even if Mitchell Trubisky is still there. That might be his best shot to kind of try to weasel his way into the starting job and say, that guy's going to have to take it from me now. I'll I'll say this much. We do need a tight end, so we could use Taysom Hill for that. That's for sure. I, I wouldn't mind him in that spot, right? At least he can run a little bit, and we've seen he can catch a few times here and there. Either way, I don't like the Taysom Hill experiment for any team unless it's special teams wise and if you want to use him sort of as the Swiss Army knife I would never want him being an NFL quarterback on my team so basically you're saying Bill Belichick is gonna go uh, get him for uh, Tom Brady to help him out and and on special teams I I wouldn't be shocked I would not be shocked you can use him in the run game because you know their run you know hasn't been very good. James White and Sony Michelle had both had really bad years. They have no weapons really other than Julian Edelman. If he can stay healthy and Nikhil Harry can maybe have a jump, but let's move on to guys who are actually going to be making an impact in the NFL this season. Free agents. We're going to do a little game. We're going to go marry date or dump with our decisions on some of our top free agents and where we think they might end up and whether we marry the deal we date it when you take it out for a nice seafood dinner or dump i hate that that's an awful decision i don't know why you decided that so let's start off david who's kind of your you know top 10 10th free agent where do you think they're going to end up and we'll just jeff and i can decide we'll marry or dump or date it or or date it yeah well, it's a little bit surprising to me when I put this together this list, but Shaquille Barrett is number 10. I mean, considering he was the NFL sack leader, it, I, I barely fit him onto my top 10 list, but I do think he deserves to be there. I think a long-term deal actually would be okay for Barrett. I wouldn't pay him top of the market money at his position, but he has been pretty consistent on a like, big efficiency by his snap basis even when he was a backup before he came to Tampa I think a team could expect 80% of his production if they sign him to a long-term deal which is pretty darn good considering how well he played this year um you know, I, I didn't even want to pick a specific team for Barrett to go to because so many teams right now lack a great pass rush. And and I just feel like you could cover your eyes and throw a dart and whatever team you hit, they could probably use Barrett. Um, so you, you obviously didn't mention a team. I, I did. Regardless, I, I would... I'd probably marry the deal because I had something similar. I said multi-year deal upwards of 15 per, which isn't top of the line. It's a little bit just under, right? No one's touching Khalil Mack numbers, which I believe he's getting 22 and a half or something wild. Uh, I had him going to Miami. They have the most cap space. They have they had the least amount of sacks. And I think that's something they can touch on because they already have three first-round picks. They're going to get a quarterback, regardless whether it's to a tongue of Iloa, however you say his name, Justin Herbert. Um, and then they're going to grab some weapons as well and, you know, more defenders. But I, I think that would be a good one. Jeff? Uh, I think a deal that would be kind of interesting um, because I, you know, Bruce Arians is just one of those guys. I'm just going to, I'm going to ride with him no matter what, even though I don't love the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I just always interested to see what he's going to do. I feel like an interesting deal would be um, a long-term deal for uh, Chris Jones. But as for, as for Crosby's deal there, you know what, I think... I I I I'll go with date. You know, I don't, I don't know if I'm, I don't, I don't know if I would um, 
I just don't know if I give him a long-term deal. I, I, I agree with the consistency. I do love that, but I, I just wouldn't want to be locked down. I wouldn't want any penalties to come from, you know, cutting him eventually because how much longer can he keep up the, this consistency, the the um, the pace that he's worked out? I, I think he is a good passer, but he's not elite. So to me, I think that's a short-term deal for for like a bit part player. Yeah, I, and that was sort of hesitant, and I, I didn't really have him in my top 10 originally, and I kind of figured... He, he he did lead the league in sacks, but we, you know it was only the one year, and that's sort of how I was on Chandler Jones at first, and then Chandler Jones has turned on another level and become one of the premier pass rushers. Jeff, you wanted to dive right into uh, one of your top guys? Yeah, sorry, yeah. Uh, Chris, I, I just think that it'd be so interesting to see Chris Jones on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. I think that would be, like, I, I think you'd lock him up for a long-term deal. they got a lot of cap room. Their issue, for the most part, was stopping the run, and the other thing is, too, he, he can do that, and he can rush the passer. I think he makes that team, like, really, really good, and then, you know, which we'll touch on probably next week, there's so many quarterbacks in this class that you could add that, and this team can turn into potentially a playoff contender, because I think that they would vault over the, uh, the, the Falcons and the Panthers, and maybe even challenge the Saints, I think. Wow, big lover of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The one thing, so if if they would get rid of Barrett, because I don't think there's any way they could pay Chris Jones and Shaquille Barrett. I love Chris Jones a lot. Um, you're assuming they move on from Winston, which I think they should do as well. I think they need more help on the secondary. They were one of the worst pass defenses, and their run team was actually up there. But to add a guy like that in the middle would be incredible. Um, I'll save my Chris Jones take. I had Corey Littleton, linebacker, uh, Los Angeles Rams, one of the best cover linebackers. You can stop the run. And I would love this. I think you could pay him. Not top, not Bobby Wagner money. Um, how about 13 to 15 per to Denver? Multi-year deal. He's proven it over the last few years. Denver, Vic Vangio, you obviously saw him with the Chicago Bears and how good those linebackers became. Obviously, a Danny Trevathan type player. He would be great in Denver. I would love to see that. Yes, I'll I'll, uh, I'll start with that. I, uh, I I I like that deal a lot. I do feel like that inside linebacker position does not get a lot of love, but you know, you know what, Nolan, I'll I'll marry the deal. I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. I think that one's a good one. You know, set him up long term, and then you don't have to worry about the middle of that defense. You know, I think Fangio's defenses all also really work well when you know that you can stop the run and be a little bit more aggressive and more diverse. He likes the diversity in the scheme, so I think Littleton really helps with that. I, I think it's a really underrated part of the game. It was kind of like that span of 2000 to 2010 where middle linebackers inside linebackers were really important ray lewis brian urlacher patrick willis yeah and we sort of faded away from it and you saw in the kansas city chiefs team they had no linebackers they were really bad at the linebacking position and the niners were terrific obviously having guys like fred warner quan alexander back and healthy so i'd love to see a very mobile uh linebacker who can do multiple things get paid big money he didn't quite make my list, guys, but I would date him if he'd be willing to take, you know, a little short deal with my team. I do think he's a great player. Like you said, he's a tackle machine, and uh, we'll get into this a little later. I've got a little nugget for Jeff, too, but you know Jeff Wall loves his tackling, and the art of tackling is gone in the NFL, so I agree. This guy could be a really nice addition to just about any NFL team, but he didn't quite make my list. 
Okay, then who is next on your list? Do you have somebody at number nine spot? Yeah, you know this guy pretty well, Anthony Harris. Now, putting a safety up there was, you know, I, I kind of tossed this back and forth, but I really like Harris's game. For the safety position, I would actually probably consider him a ball hawk. He's got nine interceptions over the last two seasons. We talk about tackling. He is an unbelievable tackler. Out of 100 attempted tackles last season, he missed four. That's a 96% uh, you know, success rate on an attempted tackle. That's absolutely incredible. I did have some teams I had in mind for him if he doesn't stay in Minnesota. The Raiders, the Cardinals, and the Bengals. I think he would be a great fit in all three of those places. I, I like all of those, and I think he deserves good money. I think uh, Pro Football Focus, who I'm hit or miss with, had him as the top-ranked safety, and Harrison Smith wasn't far behind him. The one thing is for Minnesota, you're you know negative twelve million in cap space. They got to figure out something. I think Xavier Rhodes is gone, and probably Everson Griffin's gone. And then you got to decide at that point: is it Harrison Smith or Anthony Harris that you want to move on with? I think if they gave up on Harrison Smith this early, who's a fan favorite, they would get ridiculed really, really bad. But Anthony Harris, I you know I like that. Didn't have him in my top ten. Uh, Jeff, who do you have at number nine or uh, somebody on the lower side of your list? I had a uh, uh, sheriff from the Redskins, and I think he's one of those guys. I think he's kind of flying a little bit under the radar. I don't think I, I think he'll get a decent deal. I do. I think he will. You know, and and I think interior linemen. You know, the smart teams always get uh, good interior linemen. I think. A team that could probably use him that does have considerable cap space that is you know right on the cusp. They have been for the past couple of years since they have won their last Super Bowl is the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. And I think that their offensive line has been shaky at times. I think adding a guy like him, Sheriff, who's actually pretty versatile as well, who can play tackle, you know, so if someone goes down, you can slot him over, over in di different positions. I think adding a guy like that, you know, just helps their pass game, which has struggled in the past two years. I, I like that a lot. And, and the reason Eagles did have a really good offensive of line when they won the Super Bowl, but they've been banged up and they're getting older. Jason Peters, God, I don't know how old he is now. And Brandon Brooks, I believe, was one of the top graded guards, and he left, with, I think he ended the year on the IR. So they could definitely use a guy like Scherf. I actually had him going to a team that desperately needs help on the offensive line. I had him going to the New York Jets multi-year deal, 12 to 13 per. Not Zach Martin money, who's clearly one of the best guards in football, but I think he's great with the run and would really help the uh, you know Lavian Bell who clearly needs help there in New York. I'm right with you guys. I had Sheriff at number eight as well, and yeah, I think that you know the Jets are are a great choice for him. I I'd love to see him in Seattle if they don't re-sign Jadavian Clowney. That could be you know something just to help Russell Wilson out a little bit because even though he had a great season, he was kind of running for his life a little bit uh, for much of that year, but. The interesting thing about Scherf is he, he's missed 15 games in the last three seasons. And obviously, you know, availability is a huge skill. But Washington probably has the worst viewed medical staff in the entire NFL. I feel like if a team with a great medical staff could get him in the building and get him healthy, he could be the steal of this uh, free agency period. Like, if you can get a really great lineman, he's top six in, uh, run blocker, top 20 pass blocker. Those guys just don't become available right now. You're right, and I think you mentioned the medical staff. FedEx Field is the worst field in football, and I don't know how many guys have torn their ACL on that field. It's just the grass is awful. Whatever they have going on there in Washington is a dump. We've talked about how bad that franchise is. 
Uh, I'll get started with my number eight guy. He might be high on your guys' list, maybe on Crosby's, especially this guy being a Dallas Cowboy. He's not going to be staying with the Dallas Cowboys much longer because they can't afford him. I have Byron Jones, the corner. I really like him, and I just think they're going to hold on to Dak. They're going to hold on to Amari Cooper, which we'll get to later on because I know he's on all of our top ten lists. Someone who really needs a corner is the Houston Texans. They have a terrible secondary, and really, if you think about it, they should have won that game against the Kansas City Chiefs, but Mahomes went crazy because his receivers kept getting wide open, right? So I think Houston would give him good money. They actually have a little bit of cap space before they have to pay to Deshaun Watson. I think not top-of-the-line corner money, but just under that, 13 mil to 15 mil per to Houston. They would love a guy like Byron Jones to try and shut down one side of the field. Yeah, I love that. I, I think that's exactly what I was thinking. And I'm hoping the Joneses keep him around, you know, um, Jerry, of course, keep the trio together, Stephen and Byron and Jerry. They're all happy. They're all Joneses. They're all in Dallas. Uh, you know, I, I feel like they don't let core pieces go very often. And if they can sign one of Cooper, Dak, or Jones to a long-term deal, they're just going to use the tag for the others. Um, I actually had Byron number two on my list and even though I would rather the Cowboys keep Amari Cooper than Byron Jones I feel like on the open market Jones is probably worth more just because a great corner is so hard to come by one interesting thing though it sounds like Denver's going to make a big run at Jones that's that's the rumblings out there whether or not really? that's true I think the Giants and Jets could be dark horses. So Jones uh, went to high school and college in Connecticut. He grew up there. The Jets and the Giants, they're right around the corner. Maybe he sure. wants to go home. I, I could see that happening. I could see the Giants working out. The Jets, I feel like they might be worried because they gave Tremaine Johnson a ton of money when he was a free agent corner. That hasn't really worked out at all. For Dallas, that's the thing. I'm not sure because we know they're going to give a franchise tag to Dak. That's the most likely situation, almost like a prove it. Amari Cooper might get the transition tag, which is going to be quite a bit of money too. Who are they going to pay? They have their linebackers. They have their pass rushers. Do they need a safety? I think they're going to go in the draft at, at a safety position. I think they're going to pay money to a tight end. I think a guy like Hunter Henry would be really helpful for them. I, I just can't trust Blake Jarwin being the guy to help you know be the safety net when Amari Cooper's getting doubled the whole time. That would be where I think Dallas puts more money, where this is a really great offense. We're going to try and use it as much as we can because I think the defense, even though they took a step back this year, it was cut because of those injuries to Van Der Esch. I'm going to go the other way. I actually think he would be a, a pretty decent number one tight end. I actually think Dallas has done a fantastic job of drafting. They're, they have a pretty good eye for talent. I feel like they could find a tight end in the draft. I think Dallas needs to focus on their defense because even with one of the best offenses in the NFL, fell last year their team as a whole was terrible because their defense couldn't get stops if you let jones leave that defense it's going to be an absolute disaster all right jeff let's uh move on up uh in your list and obviously we, we don't have too much time left so let's maybe go to our top five if we can i i didn't really have anybody else i had you know aj green going to cincinnati and staying there i think they're going to try one more year or uh, a few more years there with Joe Burrow, see how that situation works out. But, Jeff, who do you have at five? At five, I have uh, Justin Simmons from the Denver Broncos. Nice. I mean, you guys know how I love my safeties. So, 
for me, I think that this one, this one, I think he's a game changer. I think um, there's a lot of teams that I could see, you know, him potentially going to, and there's actually a few, you know, um, you know, there's been lots of rumors about a certain, uh, you know, California quarterback heading back there to maybe uh, the <laughs> LA area, the Los Angeles Chargers, who are six right now in the amount of cap space they have. They do have a lot of safeties. Uh, they do have a lot of corners. Um, but you know, I'll go. I'll move up a little further. Actually, I'll go Buffalo Bills. Justin wow. Simmons to the Buffalo Bills have a ton of cap room. If you add a guy like that, Tom, if, if and let's say Tom Brady does stay in the division, I think that's a key, a key there. If he stays in the division, you need a guy like that to make sure that we can make a few plays on the ball. You need a few turnovers. I think that would be, you know, the difference, you know, in a game in New England or in Buffalo. Like, yeah. that's, I think, honestly, that has been the difference, realistically. I think, you know, build on that strength a little bit more. You you got a lot of a room. You can you can make a couple moves, I think. But I think Justin Simmons, that's the guy you should be looking for. I love that. But, you know, the thing is, I guess you'll give up on Jordan Poyer, who's probably the lesser of the safeties there in Buffalo with Micah Hyde. Uh, Micah Hyde, sorry. I think Buffalo's going to be big spenders this offseason, guys. You have the offensive line. You have John Brown, Cole Beasley, Dawson Knox, Josh Allen, Devin Singletary. That defense was one of the better defenses in football. I think they're going to spend money on another defensive position player, whether that's a corner on the other side of Tredavious White, whether it's a safety, whether it's a pass rusher, and definitely get another receiver to help them out. I I think the Bills are going to be in for a really good year next season. Um yeah, I really like that move. Justin Simmons, I was really thinking about putting on my list, but he just missed it. Uh, David, who do you have at five? Well, I'm just going to quickly run through. I, I want to talk about seven really quick. Joe mm-hmm. Thune, uh, New England guard. Yep. I think he's the most underrated, uh, unrestricted free agent right now. He was overall ranked fifth amongst guards, third in pass blocking. Considering you almost never hear this guy's name, that's a pretty incredible. He also played offensive tackle in college. So I feel like if you get some injuries, if you have to move guys around, that's just like an extra added bonus. I think somebody could steal him from New England right now, and and I'd really like that. Six, I had Eric Armstead. You know, he's just an absolute physical beast. I, I'm not so sure if it's because San Francisco's defense was so good as a whole, but I do feel like he could kind of be like a game breaker for a team on the defensive end. Number five, Jack Conklin, right tackle. Really? You. I, I think teams need to build f- through the line. And while Conklin isn't perfect, he isn't r- great in the pass blocking game. When he gets some help from the running back or somebody else coming over and helping him out, he hasn't been bad. He is one of the best tackles in the run game in the entire NFL. We saw what Tennessee was able to do this year with that offensive line. And I would be chasing Conklin. I think he might be the best offensive lineman available right now. Wow. I, I, I might take Scherf over him. Uh, Thune's interesting because the thing that worries me, New England free agent lineman the last few years. Nate Solder, that's been terrible for New York. Trent Brown, he, how tall is he? 6'8", 350 pounds, went to Oakland, now in Vegas. I don't think that situation has worked out as much as they've liked. I don't know if a lot of teams are going to trust that. Thune might be a little bit more interesting because he can play inside, but... Um, 
Yeah, th- that's the only thing that kind of worries me a little bit. Eric Armstead, I really like as well. And the reason I had him so high is because I think teams could get him for a lot cheaper than you would have to pay sure for like a, a, a bigger name out there. I do feel like you could get him on a longer ter- term deal. He's just entering his prime. He's super young. I think you, if you could get him for you know four or five million dollars under market value for like a top lineman, I think that'd be a great deal. I'll quickly rile off my top five because I already told you I had uh, Byron Jones at two, Amari Cooper at three. Please, Dallas, keep Amari Cooper. He is a great game-breaking receiver, one of my favorite players, played through injuries last year. This guy's got a lot of heart. I I don't see him leaving Dallas at all, but if he does, I'd like to see the Bengals go after him as a replacement for A.J. Green, and maybe, you know, Burrow and Cooper could grow together. I think that would be a really good match right there. I'd marry that one, Crosby. I'd marry that one. And number one, I already bought the ring for this guy. I'm pretty sure you might have him up there too. Chris Jones, you said you were saving it. He's my number one free agent out there. He is so good at every single part of the game. I mean, fourth amongst interior pressures last year. He's good against the run. And what I love so much about him is he can move all over the formation. He can do whatever you need him to do. Jeff and I were talking before the show. He's played in multiple systems. He's a smart and talented player. I'd give this guy whatever he wants. I I think so as well. I I really do. Uh, Jack Conklin, want to go back to that one quick. What is Tennessee going to do? Because you've got Ryan Tannehill, who helped lead your team to the playoffs, Derrick Henry, and Jack Conklin. We talked about this a few weeks ago about paying the running backs. Is Tennessee going to go and give him all the money in the world, Derrick Henry? They're probably going to give him a lot of money, but I would actually order that Conklin first, then go running, then go Henry. And, and honestly, then- Tannehill had a good year, but. I wouldn't give him a long-term deal. I just wouldn't. I wonder if they're going to go in through the draft and decide, we're moving on from Mariota. We can't afford this. Let's go Derrick Henry, big money, Conklin, big money, and get a, whether it's a Jacob Eason, a Jake Fromm, a Jordan Love type of player, which would be very, very interesting. I'm trying to think of all the highest-paid running backs in football, how many of them were in the playoffs. Todd Gurley, Ezekiel Elliott. Who else is up there? David Johnson. Yeah, that's a tough list. Devontae Freeman. That, that's a tough list, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it kind of worries me. It, to me, this is going to be another discussion with the Los Angeles Chargers because I, I think Melvin Gordon's a free agent too, and so is Austin Eckler. If I'm the Chargers, I'm sticking with Eckler no matter what. And you're not going to have to pay him as much. The scary thing is some team out there might say, this guy is perfect for our system. Let's give him 12 mil a year. Something nuts. Right, Melvin Gordon, I wouldn't give him too much. I think Eckler fits better with any system. He's quicker, shiftier, better pass catcher. He, he can't you know, run you over like Melvin Gordon sometimes can, but that'll be interesting what the Chargers and the Tennessee Titans do. For me, five, I'm going to get into it a little bit. It's a Buffalo, going to a Buffalo as well. Yannick Nagakwe, Jacksonville's defensive end, and he, I think he's one of the most underrated players in football. There's only nine other players in NFL history. Since they started keeping track of sacks, to have 37 sacks and 14 forced fumbles in your first four years. He's one of them. That's absolutely unbelievable. I have the Buffalo Bills giving him a really big deal. I just think they didn't have that pass rusher that you really, really needed. That, you know, Mario Williams, who they had for a few years there, who helped them out, you know, immensely. They have the linebacking core, they have the corner, they have a safety. 
And, you know, Jeff mentioned Justin Simmons, which would be a really nice piece as well. I think their offense is going to improve too. Another year with Josh Allen, he'll, you know, figure it out a little bit more. Getting that pass rusher who can get to the quarterback, you know, pretty often, that would be huge for Buffalo, and they might be able to steal the division next year. I totally agree. This is the year for Buffalo to go all mm-hmm. in. New England might not be, you know, as as vulnerable as they are this upcoming season for a long time. If Belichick's able to reload at the quarterback position, strike while the iron's hot. You have a really good team, and this is probably their best chance to win a division in two decades. You know, like like if there's any time to go in, it's now. So. Before I get to Jeff's some of his choices, Chris Jones, he had going to Tampa Bay. You said any team. I think there's no way Kansas City gives up on him. They're going to give him a multi-year deal, 18 to 21 per. Um, money just under the you know Khalil Mack, the Aaron Donald type guys. He's unbelievable. I really like the Raiders and Texans. If Kansas really? City doesn't keep him, I think the Texans would be a perfect fit for him. Obviously, kind of replacing Jadavian Clowney, who they traded away. They got assets for him. Yep. Give him a big deal. They're kind of in win-now mode, too. And the Raiders, we all know their defense has sure. not been good enough since that Khalil Mack trade. So, I think moving to Vegas, that could be good. I would love the move to the Vegas Raiders. Could you imagine Max Crosby, who I think was second uh, in the NFL voting for Defensive Rookie of the Year. Cleveland Farrell drafted fourth overall, and Chris Jones in the middle. Oh, Johnny Gruden would love that move. But uh, you mentioned Amari Cooper. I had him staying in Dallas transition tag. Dak Prescott, I have a franchise tag. I'm going to save my number three uh, cuz that's a big one. Jeff, who do you have at 4? At 4 I actually have Amari Cooper. I have him uh pretty pretty high. I think uh he's he he proved his value over these uh past couple years with Dallas. Um I I honestly can't see him leaving. I think he cuz he's yeah. he's got to be the number one for free agent for them to sign cuz he just proved how good he could be. I also think, you know, spoiler, alert, I don't I don't think Dak's going. Anywhere. I think they got to keep those two yep. together and I I think Byron Jones is the one to go. And I just I, I see him getting a, a pretty big long term deal with with the Dallas Cowboys. That's the only thing that worries me. Is your offense got so much better once Amari Cooper got there. So if it is they do franchise transition and sign Byron Jones, maybe I think Amari Cooper is going to know he can get money regardless and say no, you got to pay me right now. The only reason you guys were made the playoffs last year is partially because of me. Yeah, the linebackers you know improved. Obviously, Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith really turned it on that second half of the year two years ago, but. He's a huge part of that. There's no way they give up on Dak right now because we I've seen it. They are a good team, and I think they need another year of a you know a new head coach running the show. Um, obviously, yeah, Amari Cooper. I stayed with that one at three. This one's interesting. I had Jadavian Clowney at three. I have him leaving Seattle, and I think the reason for that is Seattle is okay. Getting to the running back is okay. Getting to the quarterback, their secondary was really bad. They were bottom five in the NFL. I think they need someone, whether it's a Byron Jones type player, whether it's a Justin Simmons who can be that Earl Thomas, that Cam Chancellor type of player, an Anthony Harris type of guy to replace that instead of Jadavian Clowney. I Jadavian Clowney spurning the Houston Texans and staying in that division goes to the Indianapolis Colts. Multi-year deal, ton of money. I just think they already have a good defense. You grab a guy like that, you have, I don't know how much money they have. They can get, uh, they could get an A.J. Green, they could get an Emmanuel Sanders, they could get an Omari Cooper if you really wanted to. They could get one of these quarterbacks, and you could get a pass rusher too. 
I really think Indianapolis is going to spend quite a bit of money too. Whether it's with the quarterback, whether they stay with Jacoby Brissett and say, let's see what we can do, or they go and get a guy like Phillip Rivers or a Teddy Bridgewater, something along the lines of that, Indianapolis is going to be a really fun one to watch this year. I'd like to see him go to Carolina if he doesn't stay mm. in Seattle. Uh, they allowed 143 and a half rush yards per game last season. Clowney is not as good on the pass rush as everybody yep. expected him to be, but he is darn good against the run, and he would really help that team out. Something that it is Jadavion Clowney. Once they you know they lost to was Green Bay, they lost to Green Bay in the playoffs, and they said, "Oh, you're a free agent. What are you gonna do?" And he kind of said. Regardless, I want to go win a Super Bowl. So I don't know whether that was a shot at Seattle saying, I don't know if this team can cut it out. I don't think there's – that's the thing that worries me about Carolina is I think there are a few pieces away to for him to really buy in and go, okay, maybe you want to make me the top paid pass rusher in football. I still want to win. I think he might value that over it. There's no way he's going to take less than 10 mil a year, but I think he'd prefer getting 15 to 18 instead of 24 on a really bad team. But Carolina is actually part of one of my big trades. I, I, I don't want to get it started, though. We all did one big trade, and we can even do a merry date. Or I guess we'll just do a merry dump on this one, whether you love the deal or you hate it. One big trade heading into the season that not necessarily might happen, but we would love to see. So I'll get us started. Cam Newton, the number seven overall pick, the Panthers' third-round pick, which is 69th in the draft, and a fourth rounder the following year for the Bengals' number one overall selection and the third rounder next year. Huge deal. And I think the reason for this is the Bengals get a quarterback better than Andy Dalton. The reason Carolina has to give up so much is what is Cam Newton's health situation? I believe he turned 31. And then Carolina, on the other hand, they get the number one overall selection. They get Joe Burrow and pair him with Joe Brady. Unbelievable. So he'll get Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel. That offense is going to be you know perfect, and you already have a guy comfortable with what Joe Burrow can do. Joe Burrow is already comfortable with that offense because you know it's going to be the same thing Brady did, where you know LSU torched every defense in America. Cincinnati moves down to seven. They get more draft picks. They can get that guy who's going to replace Geno Atkins down the line in a Derek Brown. They can get a corner, whether it's Jeffrey Okuda. They could even get a quarterback if it's Justin Herbert. Or why not move back to seven and trade back up to three and go get two attack of Iloa? I think there could be a lot of moves that Cincinnati might do. They need so much help. I don't think Joe Burrow can change all of it, especially if they can't hang on to AJ Green. Do you guys love the deal or hate the deal? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm, de- I'm definitely marrying that deal for Woo! sure. No, no doubt about it. I'm 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 getting the biggest ring for sure, locking that thing up 100. I love that deal. Like I, wow, I that was. Blockbuster. I don't know if I can top that, to be honest with you. If I'm Carolina, I'm tying the cans to the back of my car, and we're heading straight to the honeymoon. You know what I mean? You can marry me on the way there, but I don't think Cincinnati can do this. This kind of makes me think of the Luka Doncic situation in the NBA. Like They would regret it if they let Joe Burrow get away, especially being that hometown guy. Cam Newton's not going to be your long-term answer at the position. I like what you did with the deal. I do feel like moving down six spots, all those extra things, you know, that's a lot of value. Value, but if I'm Cincinnati, no way. That's the one thing that scares me is we haven't really seen a deal like that where a quarterback goes the other way. Jeff, what's a deal you would love to see happen? 
I, you know, I absolutely hate this team, Nolan. I absolutely do. I, I, I despise this team. Yeah. But you know what? I think they're in position to win. The one thing that was really killing them ultimately at the end of the day was receivers dropping so many passes from Carson Wentz. So a guy who I can't imagine he's happy here, Allen Robinson. Mm-hmm. Has made so many spectacular catches despite the coverage, and he even he gets open pretty well as well. I think Philly gives up their first over their first round pick for Allen Robinson, who is one of the better receivers out there. So you take him, swap him, and I think that pushes them over the edge. They for sure win the NFC East. That's for sure. And I think because of the guy, you know, the guys kind of go in flux in the in the NFC so far. I think they can actually make a really strong push with maybe a few other additions. I'd marry that deal both ends. And I think Philadelphia, you're right. They need a receiver. I like Allen Robinson a lot. And we saw at times he hasn't been as good in in that later part of the year when it was with Jacksonville. He stepped up this year, especially with Mitchell Trubisky throwing him the ball. Chicago doesn't have a first-round pick, so they would finally get into that first round. Even though it's not a great pick, you could at least decide, do we want a quarterback right here? Or something else to help out Mitchell Trubisky. And not only that, they just have no no cap space at all to rebuild uh, whatsoever. Yeah, I'd marry that deal too, Jeff. That's uh, that's a nice put-together deal. It works for both teams as much as I'd hate to see the Eagles get better. I'll throw this one last one at you really quick. Cleveland tried to get Trent Williams from Washington during the season. They wouldn't move him. Let's make it happen right now. Cleveland gets Trent Williams' $14 million cap hit. The uh, safety, Landon Collins, he has between a 14 and a $17 million cap hit over the next five seasons. I think he's a great buy-low candidate. He's still pretty young. He was, you know, a little above average. So Cleveland would actually shed half a million dollars of salary in this deal, but they pretty much line up. Washington gets Jarvis Landry. Wow. Morgan Burnett, safety. He's a UFA, only four million, uh, four and a half million, 31 coming off a torn ACL. Not meant to be, you know, the long-term answer. Just a stopgap there for Washington. And linebacker Christian Kirksey. He makes nine to ten and a half million for two years, but he's coming off a torn pack. He's only 27. And Cleveland drafted a linebacker in the third and fifth round last draft. I feel like Kirksey is a little bit extra they can replace him no problem and the biggest part to me here is Cleveland is paying 31 million dollars to two wide receivers over the next four seasons that just can't happen you can't win with that Washington gets somebody you know they get basically kind of what Cleveland has a really good two receiver threat for whatever quarterback they go with and Cleveland gets uh Trent Williams nice left tackle hopefully extend him and maybe Landon Collins can help out that defense I, you know, before we get out of here, I was going to say I hate the deal Cleveland-wise, but then you mentioned the money. That's a lot of money for two wide receivers when your offense wasn't even that good. They finally get that, you know, offensive line help that Baker Mayfield needs. Washington needs all the help they could get. They'll take that one regardless. Guys, this is pick six. Next week, we're talking about all the free agent quarterbacks. There's a ton of them, where they're going to head out, where what the deal is going to be, even some, you know, drafting quarterbacks, where they might end up. You're tuning in to pick six for Jeff David Nolan. <laughs>